from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. That is true. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brayden Gun, Vince Noble, and Slick hanging out with you this morning. You know, when we say the United States and the world, we're not kidding. I, I'll tell you what, I was working on the website this week and looking at the analytics, and ever since we talked you know, to Deborah, the pound cake lady who shot the, her, her first 12-point last week on the show, we've got so many listeners from now Alabama, Georgia, where else? I mean, we're looking all over I think, the place. I think she called all of her relatives and go, I'm going to be on the radio, make sure you listen. <laughs> it was so cool. It's like, man, I was like, I was so excited to see that. Every, everywhere from uh, Georgia, Alabama, North Florida. Uh, there were so many people that went and logged in on uh, bigandwild.com. And then, uh, you know, when you go and check it out, it always amazes me because the world is so small when it comes to radio and with the Internet. And I'm sitting here going, who in China? We got, like, listeners in China. Dude, we got one in Sweden. China. We have, we have more listeners in China than we have in Sweden, <laughs> which, is, which is crazy. <laughs> and, uh, and then the one lonely guy out of the Philippines. The uh, I, I saw that's uh, one uh, one person that uh, he's you got know, that old crank radio. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, and uh, I just I I find it amazing. Uh, I remember when uh, uh, we did the radio uh, rejects uh, many many years ago. Massimo, we were we had uh, Massimo over in Italy who we used to call the show, but our number one audience after the United States was South Africa. That was insane. Do you remember, remember the numbers? Do. I mean, it was like South, South did, Africa. Did we have the? Uh, oh my gosh, wasn't the rock band came from South Africa or was that Jamaica? That was Jamaica. That the, was Jamaica. The band from Jamaica, Uprising the, Roots. That's it. Yeah, they were really. They were good. They called the show out out of the blue. But if you wanted to call it, the show, you know, from wherever <laughs> it is that you may be listening, uh, of course you can always do it. Eight 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 four zero four ten triple eight four zero four a ten a ten. But I just wanted to say thank you to to all those that are listening online around the world and uh, up in New York and Oregon and Texas and Iowa. and uh, Is that a lonely California or is that Seattle? California. Oh, you know what? Speaking of that. There are rural parts of those places that, you know, they don't want anything to do with what's going on with them. But there are rural places out there that enjoy the man's man hour that Big and Wild offers. You know, it's amazing that you bring that up. It's also a good woman's hour, too, man. The ladies listen. We got lady listeners there, buddy. You're right. We did. She, uh, what, was, what was her name? You guys were just talking about her. Deborah. Deborah. There you go. And her massive buck out of Georgia. Well, and then the uh, young lady who called down from Fort DeSoto. But I got a, we had a guy one time who called us from, from California. And we used to look at the numbers of the listeners that we had in California, especially for downloads on the podcast. We have a lot of people who download all three hours in California. And a guy who listened to the sh- to the show religiously called one time and said, I had to get up early. Uh, it's like 4 o'clock in the morning to call you guys. And I said, why, why are people in California so interested in a show that comes out of Florida? And he said, you got a lot of closet hunters who live around Los Angeles, <laughs> San Diego, and San Francisco who can't talk about hunting, you know, around their coworkers or anything. Otherwise, they get berated and beat down. He said, and plus the commutes are so long in California. This one guy would say, I'd listen to the first hour on my drive in and the second hour on the drive home and then the third hour on the next day. So he was always ahead. You know, he always had that extra third hour. 
So if we were late putting up the podcast, he was the first one that was emailing us. Where's the I remember podcast? you telling me about that guy. Where's that the, the podcast? Part was is he was only going like half a block to his job. <laughs> That's <laughs> the sad part. It could be. but uh, Where can they find the podcast? At BigandWild.com. It's pretty easy. And you can find it also on uh, iTunes Stitcher. and Stitcher. And yeah. where are the other ones? I mean, there's like uh, 50 SoundCloud. different. Yeah, I think we're on. Are we? On I believe SoundCloud? we're on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, I post your stuff to SoundCloud. So as so, soon as the uh, hey, as soon as we're done airing today, you're always be every time we get done airing, you're always gonna be able to find us on SoundCloud immediately. There you go. You go, Slick. It's that easy. But but it brought up the, my to my attention that uh, I got an email from a guy in California who listens to the show, and the email said, "Hey, Braden, I listen every week from Ojai, California." Where is that at? It's like outside of or between Los Angeles and San Diego, and the only reason I even know that Ojai exists is because Lester uh, used to be on WQYK, of course, uh, Lester Charles McDowell. He spent time in Ojai. That's where they used to film uh, Little House on the Prairie. And so he oh, would go okay. out. Okay, down by close to San Diego area. Yeah, he would go out to the uh, the set and hang out. He was a wrangler that helped out with the horses and all that kind of stuff when it came to uh, filming of Little House on the Prairie. But anyway, this guy says, I listen every week from Ojai, and I heard you a couple of shows ago trying to remember the drug dealer's name that had the hippos. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, do. I, I couldn't think of it. He said, well, maybe this will jog your memory. I'll be listening, Carson, out in California. And he sent me a link uh, that uh, had a story. Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar. That's, I just now thought of the name, too. That must have been when Shriner was here. Cause, and yeah. weird for the trivia guy, too, Because, but I would have known that. Yeah, Pablo Escobar uh, was the guy who had a bunch of hippos brought down to South America. And uh, he went on to say, uh, this has got more information on the hippos, and it also has information on what the aunties are doing, is what he wrote. So I said, well, I'm going to go check it out. And the story right here, the headlines, Pablo Escobar's hippos become first animal to become legal persons in the United States. Get out of here, man. Come on. Yeah. It says, uh, the, it says when is a hippo not a hippo? Hippo. It's not a riddle, it's a question, because there was a legal battle in the United States for the first time a judge ruled that an animal could be recognized as a person. But did he have those, where did he have those hippos? Were they in, were like in the Miami area? Columbia. Or in Columbia, okay. Columbia, South America. So uh, Pablo Escobar, back in the 80s, as part of his zoo, brought in the hippos. And, of course, when he was whacked in 93... Uh, nobody was taking care of them, and they went, okay, well, we've been li- living behind these fences like nice people for long enough, and so now we're done with it. So they crashed through the fences, escaped to the Magdalena River, and have caused problems to the ecosystem ever since. They have no natural predators there. They've also multiplied and multiplied oh, and multiplied. Lord, really? So now they estimate there are between 65 and 80 cocaine hippos. <laughs> Oh, jacked up a Mountain Dew in the country. Uh, the Colombia government debated on whether to kill or sterilize the animals, you know, to keep the numbers down. Uh, and in the United States, these animal rights people sued the Colombian government, asking a federal judge in Ohio to grant the animals interested person status. Okay, first off, <laughs> let's go there. First off, animal rights people aren't people. 
they, they're just, they take it too far. Now you have an invasive species, and you're going to start having problems like we have with the pythons. And the hogs. And the hogs. And, and raccoon, I mean, right. coyotes and fire ants and so, keep going. And it's already destroying the ecosystem, so now you're killing other animals because of the ecosystem. So now your hippos are murderers. Yeah, so it would give the hippos legal rights only afforded by two people. And the judge agreed in the landmark ruling this guy should be removed from the bench seriously. The court orders authorizing the hippos to exercise their legal right to obtain information in the United States that is critical milestone on the animal's status to fight to recognize that animals have enforceable rights. This is just nuts. Yeah, the ruling allows wildlife ar- uh, experts to argue on the hippos' behalf in favor of sterilizing over euthanization. So they get to say, you know, it's like a child advocate. You know, you got somebody who speaks for the kid because he doesn't know the legal stuff. So these people are, they're basically, they're legal advocates. And like hippos, there's a very big but in the ruling. That's because, get this, ladies and gentlemen, all this time spent in court, all the money spent, all the time spent on it as well, they don't realize that the U.S. courts have no jurisdiction in Colombia. You can't tell another country what it can do and can't do with its exactly. damn hippos. First off, I mean, I am about saving animals and making sure they're okay, but they're, when they're an invasive species and they start causing problems to the, the local animals, that's when I kind of have an issue with it. Yeah. So you know what? Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk to Captain Greg Marks down in Fort Lauderdale and see what's invasive down there. Maybe see what's he going wa- on. Maybe he wants to go hippo hunting. Maybe we can. I'm all for it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be back. shows and by the way it's back on television in case you didn't know it's actually got a couple movies out there pretty good too i love the adams family they're awesome you know i cut the cable uh, quite a, a while back and i went back to aerial television and you'd be amazed at how many uh classic television channels there are adams family's right there man Yeah, because these these defined honestly television as it was as growing up you don't find there's no special effects i was talking to a friend of mine We've gotten so into the special effects, you forget the hard work that some of these TV series did and movies just to make it look cool and do as well as they did. That's why Ghostbusters is still one of my favorite movies. The yeah. original Ghostbusters, the original. not the This new, new one's going to be good, so I don't want to well, cut on the new one. But And I, uh, I also I like the fact that my kids get to watch some of the stuff that I grew up watching. Like uh, when they were little kids, I, brought, I went and bought the DVDs of cartoons of like the Jetsons and, uh, you know, Hanna-Barbera, all those kinds of stuff, so they would know what good classic, good cartoons were like. Great. No, no. Great cartoons. Yeah, you know, Bugs Bunny and all those other ones that were, you know, so violent. Oh, my gosh. It's HBO Max kids. has got a uh, bunch of Looney Tunes on it. Oh, yeah. I watch it all the time. Well, yeah. speaking of Looney Tunes, you want to talk to your captain right now? Because he's as crazy yeah, as a loon. Yeah, he's a little on the cuckoo side. What's up, Captain Greg? Bueller? Captain Greg. Did he hang up? I don't know. Maybe he's trick-or-treating. Captain Greg. Are you there? I think. Well, I know he's. I know he's down at the the uh, international boat show. So maybe he's got to climb up on the roof or something. Captain Greg, 
Are you yeah. there? Are you there? Vince, Vince, you there? There he is. You got to talk. There we are. You got to talk. It's I was radio. I to Columbia. I was going to go down and uh, go after some hyped up. <laughs> he was trying to go hippos. find hippos. I think he was trying to find ammo to go shoot hippos with. <laughs> I would start yeah. with. I would start with a four fifty eight lot and move my way around on that one. But so, what's going on, man? Are you down south? What? Where are you at? We we are down south at the uh, Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. It's been insane this week. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just going to say this because I know a lot of people are thinking it. You know, when they do those boat shows, especially over there on the uh, East Coast, if you're a fisherman and you're a captain and you're a guide and you go out there, you can't tell me that you don't want to get there early so you can fish those dang docks before. You've uh, got to get there extremely early, yeah. Like 3 o'clock in the morning early. <laughs> so what? Those snooker underneath all those lights and stuff, man. Get out there and start hauling them in, bro. Yeah, you go out there and they're, fish and you see all the. Over. We've got tarpet all the way see? down the ICW down here around the lights. Yeah, all right, but. Hold, yeah, I get out there in the morning and get them. Hold, yeah. hold on there, Greg. Though you know good and well, though you get out there at three o'clock in the morning, them them yacht owners are uh, not going to be very happy campers if you're fishing. Yeah, so they're not what? real happy when you pull up around. So what? Or not. <laughs> <laughs> so what? You're not doing anything wrong. You're not hurting anything. It's all exactly. good. Exactly. As long as you don't step on property, you're good to go. Yeah, I would be down there, man. I'd be get me there early. Throw that big old Cisco or whatever <laughs> down there, man. Zara spook. <laughs> flop that. Pop that thing right through them lights, man. Well, so yeah, what? So it, what's going it, on? Are you fishing? Are you fishing? Or are you showing off some sort of boat or something? What are you doing? Unfortunately, I'm showing off uh, yachts this week. Um, but having you got a chance to get over a convention there, this this show it's great to see because you got I don't know probably eighty thousand people been to that show already, um, and you can walk thirty minutes if you're just briskly walking from one end to the other. Thirty minutes to just go through the show. And then you've got to get on a water taxi to go across the convention center. That's it's crazy. A show. Yeah, that's crazy. I know they always have those big ginormous uh, boat shows over there on the East Coast. You know, you got all that money, man. You got all that, you know, Fort Lauderdale money, they, and uh, they got to get them out spending it. That's the thing. Yeah. So they got these massive shows. I think this is the second largest boat show in the world next to Monaco. What? They're so. giant, dude. I mean, I went. I know a couple of years. Me and uh, Captain Jim Pollard went down to the Miami International Boat Show when they when it was down there. Absolutely insane. Yeah, but why go? Insane. All, why go? All you're gonna do is just make yourself miserable. You're like, so if I have to ask, I guess I can't afford it. You know, how, how much is this yacht? Well, the stunning. Yeah, it, it is insane, and they've got they've got a lot of the center console intrepid and contender yellowfin. They're all out there. You know, and it's all they got a little bit of something from everything from twenty. You know, twenty thousand dollar range skiffs and flat boats up to, you know, I think there's one down on the dock, you know, thirty eight million dollars for a yacht. Have you seen you one know? yet? I, what's that? Have you seen one yet? I have not seen one, and uh, Ken Clinton is probably running around like a like a beast with intrepid. So what's, what's a one? A chance to see that. <laughs> he, he's a friend of ours. That he's a he's a sales guy for a boat. For what boat? Intrepid. Intrepid. Yeah. Is that yeah, help? He's one of their. One of their good sales guys. He, probably, if you're going to buy a boat, honestly, one one with Intrepid is probably going to be one of the best sales guys out there for you. Is that was that is a help thing? You got to go to the Intrepid booth and go, yeah, man, I need to see one. That's that. Yeah, that's the code word. Yeah, is that is that the code word? <laughs> yeah, I, I just need that's the word. That's the word. I, I need the wand. I need to go talk to him because he's going to. Any of other boys out there? I know, like is Blackfin or any of those guys out there? Uh, black Black Tips out oh, here black tip, uh, yeah. with some skiffs. They have. Uh, you know, there's none of the bass lines are out here, um, but yeah. they have you know all your contenders and your makos and 
uh, you know, Seafrog, Seafrog, they're all out here. So I've probably never seen this many manufacturers together in one place in my life. So what you're saying is you're not going to find a battery-powered kayak while you're out there. Is that what, is that what you're saying? Maybe in the convention center. Over at the center. convention center, you probably will. They've got a bunch of vendors over there. You've got, uh, like, Conley Fishing's over there. Uh, you've, you've got a bunch of the rod companies over there. Uh, Valley Hooves over there. There's, there's a lot of vendors there. Really cool. The other day we were over at the Guy Harvey booth. The Guy Harvey was actually there. Oh, that's so, kind of cool. It's kind of cool to have seen him out with his with his people. You know? he, he doesn't go out. He doesn't venture out to stuff like that often. No, he doesn't. But he, I, I believe he doesn't live too far from here. You know, and you get down there, and you, and you sure you're probably walking around, and you probably don't even realize like the who's who of who is yeah. walking around this boat show all you know, all weekend long. Didn't it start on yeah. Thursday, right? It started on Wednesday. Good lord! Um, with VIP day. And that's, I guess you have to have an appointment to get in to view boats and, and such. And it was it was like a normal day at the Tampa Boat Show. <laughs> Snooty Tootie Day on Tuesday, on Thursday, I exactly. guess. Exactly. Yeah. Champagne I and invite no, only. Yeah. That's it. I had to have a collar on and everything. It was terrible. Yeah. Well, oh, poor baby. <laughs> well, good good luck out there, and hopefully you'll get a chance to go fish the docks after you're done. So uh, get definitely, those big boats out that's there. First, that's the plan first thing Monday morning. Yeah. Well, next time you're over in the area, man, swing on in and say hi. 100% will, guys. Always good talking to you guys, and we'll talk again soon. All, All right, right Cap. See you. Go have fun. All right. Have a good day. All right. Bye. I always hated going to those uh, big ritzy ones with, uh, you know, the morning show, we'd always go out there. They have a booth, and you go and uh, you're shaking hands and kissing babies, and yeah. you know you literally feel like you have to sterilize your feet before you step on one of these yachts. And God forbid you don't take your shoes off. Oh, Good yeah. Lord, yeah, they it, will hang you right there on the on the dock. Some of those ones they make you put the little booties on, you know, before you go stepping the, you know, onto them, and uh, they're nice to look at, but I, I, did, I just I, couldn't spend like two million dollars on a boat. I don't, I, you know, even if I had the money. I don't think I would either. I just, I don't think I would do it. <laughs> I just don't, I can't see where I would do it. I mean, I would be easier just to rent one. You know what I mean? Well, uh, it depends. Wait, how much money are we talking? Are we talking comfortable money or are we talking rich? No, I'm, I'm dude, I'm, <laughs> even if I won the Powerball $600 million uh, thing, <clears throat> I'm not spending no thirty million dollars on no, a boat. No, but I'm buying a thirty-three foot center console yellowfin or something of that nature. Yeah, I don't know if I would even go to that far. Maybe contender. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I'm just <laughs> you know, I'd I'd rather go uh, give the money to some local captain to have run me out there and go for the day and. Help him rinse it off, clean some fish, and go yeah, home. Yeah, but it's not like having your own thing, though, man. You get out there on just your own. It's mine. Doesn't I'm matter. the captain of my ship. If I'm paying for it for that day, it's mine. You're sorry. <laughs> it's mine for the day. <laughs> if sorry. I want to pee off the side, I'm peeing off the side. That's so what I'm doing. Do that, I don't care. I'm going to do that regardless. If I'm going to throw up all over the boat, I'm throwing up all over the boat. <laughs> I'm paying for this. I'm going to go for it. Uh I got to say that we were getting uh, some text messages while we were talking uh, with the captain. It was so funny because, uh, you know, as you know, may or not know, but Bill George is up in the woods up in North Florida. And uh, our friend Bill Burkett is out in the woods with the kids. And so it's been a sunrise text thing, you know, these beautiful sunrises. My sunrise is better than yours. Bill sent the one in and says, spent a little time in the woods this morning. Bill George sent a really beautiful one of, of, of a lake. And then, of course, uh, he wrote in uh, cold North Florida, looking for a gator. 
who wants to get out of in the cold? <laughs> and then I just took a picture outside the window of the studio and sent it to him. Like, here's what I'm looking at. You should put like the studio light. Pine there, trees. My are, sunrise. Bink. Pine trees and parking lots. That's what I'm looking at this morning. So uh, it's really fun. I should post those pictures because they're beautiful. Actually, you should. They're really cool pictures. Yeah, I'll put those up on our Facebook page because it's uh, really beautiful to see out there. Uh, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, tomorrow would be the day to do it. If you're planning on going swimming, I did want to give out another uh, warning that there is a riptide warning going out there, supposedly a high surf advisory going on as well, because even though it's not windy now, it was windy for a couple of days. And, and that it's it, churning. It stirs up the uh, the tub water <laughs> and <laughs> starts flashing it around back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Uh, a little bit later on in the 9 o'clock hour, I wanted to bring this up. We're on a Halloween theme today, and um, I thought one of them was... Uh, a really good one it has to do with the movie Halloween uh, that's kind of got a spoiler in it as well. And then uh, I did not know this, but also uh, some of the, the uh, what do they call it, the crime statistics or whatever when it comes to to Halloween. Oh, really, uh, like what, what happened? Yeah. It just kind of blew me away. I never, I never really looked at it that way, and it just kind of, kind of blew, blew me away. I uh, wanted to talk about it on the I mean, show. The, the crazy people are out. It is, it is the you know, All Hallows Eve. It is Hallows Eve, and it is uh, well tomorrow. It's Hallows uh, Eve Eve. Well, before we get to all the, are you trick or treating? I mean, I was going to tell you. Do you have any trick or treaters that come to your? I, spot? Actually, I do not. I mean, the only one maybe, maybe. The kids downstairs and my next door neighbor is probably going to be about it. That's about it. Yeah. So I think, so it's going to be like this. It's going to be Bart. You got any PBR? Trick or treat. PBR. Yeah, man. PBR. Oh, Paps. Yeah. Well, yeah. He would ask I, for that. On exactly. Yeah. That's your brother. Yeah. My old neighborhood. I took my uh, kids because I knew my old neighborhood was extremely good when it came to the treasures that you would behold. And and they've gone into that. Uh, suburban mode. It wasn't that way when I was a kid, <laughs> where all the parents are literally setting up tables at the end of the driveway, so you don't even have to walk up to the door. But yet, all the parents are now driving around in golf carts, and they're just going from one house to another because everybody's doing cocktails. That's a beautiful thing. Have you ever done that? No, I. It haven't. is so That's much trick fun. Trick or treat for adults. It I'm is. so proud of America. But hey, don't 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 think though you're not going to get a DUI driving a golf cart. You get pulled over, you're still you're getting popped for DUI too. No, I mean it's a one. But a kid can drive a golf cart. That's that, how that, that is that. true. Designated drivers. And the thing is, is it's uh, one way in, one way out of my old neighborhood, and it's a uh, big giants. It's nothing but big circles. So you go to the end and, you know, you turn around, you come back up the other side, you go to the other street, you go down, turn around, go back to the other side. So all these parents are either walking or they're being <laughs> chauffeured around in their golf carts. And it's so funny because the kids pull up and they're like, trick or treat. Everybody's like, hey, John, how you doing, Martha? How you? Hey, hey, Billy, hi, hi, Sharon. <laughs> like, yeah, help yourself to the candy on the table. And then, of course, the parents are walking over. The parents are walking over and flipping the lid on the Frank old green right here. Like party bitches. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, now they're trying to all outdo each other. The sangria last year, all that sangria that Vince had last year was just awesome. 
Well, I heard this year he's putting out the motorized blender and he's doing margaritas. Oh, that'll be awesome. We'll be at his house first. <laughs> yeah. So it's like trick-or-treat has become like this, uh, you know, it's not like your parents were like, okay, Billy, go on up and ask. Now they're all like, hey, Martha, what do you got in the drink for the drinks? We're doing martinis up here, baby. But you know what? You were talking about a production sense. It's perfect because you can just keep on going. You don't have to stop. It's a, it's a, it's a shuffle. Shuffle down the street, baby. And the kids get to drive. That's awesome. <laughs> That's just Dad, awesome. It's, you got to drive. I want to go trick or treat. Oh, Ice, I got to. Will's got the, the margaritas <laughs> down the block. I'm designated stopper. I keep my foot hovering <laughs> over the brake. All right, we're going to take a break. It's bottom of the hour. This is a big wild outdoors. Braden Vince is slick hanging out with you on this beautiful Halloween Eve. We'll be back. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Speaking of wild outdoors, wanted to give you a quick one. Don't forget, uh, it's a little windy out there today. Big and wild fast cast today brought to you by Rapala. That's the proper way to say it, not Rapala. Trust me, I get corrected by guys. Rapala, providing anglers uh, with all kinds of good stuff. But today, uh, looks like it's going to be about a 60-something percent chance for rain. I don't know where. Looking pretty good out there right now. Blue skies, baby. According to the AccuWindow weather forecast, it's looking pretty good out there. Uh, There's supposed to be a little bit of rain this morning, of course, with that front pushing through drier air. Tomorrow's going to be just absolutely beautiful. Highs are going to be in the uh, mid to low 70s here. It's going to be really, really nice. If you're heading out to the beach, make sure you're very careful. Riptide uh, warnings out there. And, of course, uh, it's going to be a little rough out shore, offshore out there. So be, 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 be very careful. Uh, Rapala providing anglers with the tools of the trade, lures, and tackle accessories that you need to be a great angler. Uh, of course, they've been making lures that have been catching fish for about a thousand years, and it doesn't disappoint. Uh, if you want to go check out all their complete line of products and all some of the new stuff that they have coming out, which I'm not going to spoil it, you need to go check it out for yourself. Go to bigandwild.com and click the link, and all you got to do is uh, check out the full line. It'll take you straight to the webpage. And while you're there, too, make sure that you go check out the uh, the live cam, the live stream. Vince and I were looking at it early this morning. It was just nothing but a bunch of does hanging out there. It was ladies' morning. It was ladies' morning and uh, mid-morning. It's been uh, mostly chicks. But, dude, have you seen the flock of turkeys that comes in there about? I saw that the other day. 8 o'clock or so, yeah. our time, 7 o'clock or their time out there early. These are some massively good-looking big Turkeys. It's pretty sad. I get to the office a little early so I can pull up the website, you know, and, and watch the cam for 10, 15 minutes before I actually have to do some work. The animals that run through there are nuts. Between the turkeys, the squirrels, big old bucks, and the deer, and then the girls, it's it's insane. I, you get those overnight bucks that come slooping up in there, these big massive 10 points and 12 pointers and all this with these big fat bases. I mean, they're just big bodied, big antlered deer. And, uh, it kind of helps you to know about deer movement. It really does help you learn how they do it. I just found it interesting that I got so many text messages of people who are now going, oh, I hate you. Right? And I'm like, <laughs> they're I'm like, watching the cam all yeah, the time. Like, I work. I got it on, on my computer. I, I blow it up, and I'm sitting there watching it. And then uh, the lady next to me one time, she's like, what are you watching? He goes, oh, I'm watching this webcam. And she's like, where? And she went and logged on. Right. And she's like, oh, my gosh, look at the little squirrels. They're so cute. And they, they just keep it running. I keep they mine keep minimized. I, like when you, when you go to the website and you actually click on the camera, 
if you blow it up like through the little thing, and if you move it, it'll drop down in the corner. <laughs> so now I got mine dropped down in the corner. I'm click 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 clack, looking at the deer, click 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 clack. Like, man, my buddy, I got a problems. My buddy Jeremy over at uh, G5, I told him, I said, dude, there was this one big woodpecker, big redhead woodpecker that flew in one time, grabbed a piece of corn, and then flew off. And I was like, right. I wanted to see if he like comes back regularly, and they're so quick. I'm sure he does. That you, you never get to see it. Even if you can back it up. If you go to bigandwild.com, scroll down to the bottom, you'll see the live feed on the cam. And you can actually click off of the live portion of it and go back all the way to like early this morning and go through it in increments. So you can skip ahead for 10 minutes, skip ahead 10 minutes. and tip is It's like having your own personal yeah. deer cam. And, and what's really funny is he sent me a screenshot. And he goes, Hey, your bird showed up, and he sent it to my phone. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, there he is!" He go, I go, "What time did it show up?" And he's like, "It was like at ten thirty-five. It's probably know? like every morning at that time, probably." Yeah, and I mean, those animals they live on a, a schedule. And you know why? It's probably every time at ten thirty, the deer are gone. It's quiet, and he's not going to get interrupted. He's going to get his stuff and get in and get out. Yeah, squirrels will show up, and I keep watching the squirrels because I'm really hoping that one day. Like an owl or a hawk, like just swoops in and, and snatches, snatches one, a squirrel, <laughs> snatches one off the feeder. You know, like, that would be actually awesome. Too bad there's not sound. It'd be like, an, and then that'd <laughs> That's be all, all you get. Yeah, and then, uh, but go check it out for yourself. It's really cool. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, you'll once you start watching, it's it's hard to stop. But uh, you just go to bigandwild.com, scroll down to the bottom, and uh, it's not our cam. It's out of uh, Iowa. Right, uh, it's an Iowa can. So you're looking at big-bodied Iowa deer we, and turkeys. We need to hook up with Toby and get a live feed from his cam, because the stuff that he shows me that's running through his property is insane. It's all just raccoons and no. stuff, man. Yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's uh, little squirrelies and rabbits. Yeah, and well, I, I giant care. rabbits I with killer teeth. I don't care about this. I, I really don't. <laughs> you're terrible. I don't. I don't. But go to bigandwild.com, check it out for yourself. Big Hands John's on the phone. Good morning, Johnny boy. What are you up to these days? Oh, just trying to recover, man. Almost uh, well, a lot better than what I was. What do you mean recover? What did you fall off? He had his surgery. Fall off a side skyscraper? What did you do? No, I had my back operated on. Oh, that's right. John, I remembered. Braden didn't remember. I remembered. You know what? I tried to. I've had I had two- to write it there for both Vince and Braden. I've had two back surgeries, so I try to forget anything that has the word back in it, okay? I don't want anything to do with it. So you just know a bunch of hoes at the construction site, right? A bunch of who? What? Hoes, back hoes? No. Uh, (laughs) No, I don't. Uh, I know an orthopedic guy. and uh, What are you talking about? Yeah, over his head. Forget it. Moving on. Okay. So anyway, are are you okay? Yeah, man, I'm getting there. Are you sure? I say hello. Yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is. It's going to be... Something that I got to get used to. That's yeah. all there is to it. Now, you know, so d- did they uh, put an erector set in your back, or did they just remove some uh, stuff in there? Uh... There's a little stuff in there that uh, wasn't there before, and there's a whole lot of stuff that was there that ain't there now. <laughs> ah, that oh, that's a good one. So uh, basically, he's well, not going to be going through the airport anytime soon through the metal detectors. That sounds like. Uh, oh, I, I had that a long time ago. That sounds. It <laughs> sounds like they sounded uh, like they might have removed a little bit of that uh, chewy stuff you get on the end of a rib bone. Oh uh, yeah, they uh, also removed some of the some of the bone itself. Oh. Had some pressure on some nerves, so they had to go in there and take some of it out. They had a laminectomy and a cystectomy. That sounds like fun. Oh that, yeah, that yeah. sounds that sounds like that sounds like oxycodone all the way. <laughs> yeah, well, 
if you're going to do it, you got to do it all the way, man. Yeah, it's, so, it's a Marine thing. <laughs> well, so you're going to be taking it easy for a while? You're not going to be getting out into the woods or anything, are you? You, you know, they told, me no, they told me no fishing in a boat and no hunting in the woods or tromping around in the woods for six months. Yeah, well, that, that makes sense. Uh, one good trip over is over a limb, and that's all she wrote. We can solve the problem yeah. for you. Just go to BigAndWild.com and watch the trail cam, buddy. That's all You'll you got to do. Right. That's all you got to do. You got to do like my son does when he's watching on the computer. You just kind of sit there and pretend you go. There you go. You guys doing okay? Everybody doing well? Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing doing all right. We're getting ready for uh, trick-or-treat and all that kind of good stuff going on tomorrow night. So uh, just kind of hanging out, getting ready for the pregame party, I guess. There you go. Yeah, well. Well, the next live gig you guys do, I'll try to stop by and see you. I got some stuff to give you guys awesome i hope it has the word pork in it but that's okay <laughs> hit, hit, nudge, a, nudge. yeah just just asking for a friend yeah i understand yeah, yeah. <laughs> beef, beef is good too well hey take it easy get some rest make sure you walk okay i'm not a doctor but i play one on the radio make sure you walk oh uh, yeah i've been doing a considerable amount of walking you know yeah. it's uh it's definitely different man i'm but, not used to being one that sets at home all the time. Yeah, and that six drove me crazy. Yeah, I uh, trust me. I've been there. I understand, and uh, I drove me the same way. And my doctor said, "Well, then you need to get off your butt and do what I told you to do, and that's go walk. Nothing else. Just walk. Don't lift anything. Don't go to the gym. Just walk. Walk, yeah, walk, walk." That's basically my story as well. Well, there you go. Well, heal quickly and uh, Godspeed, my friend. I tell you, man. Right. I know I've been there, and I feel for you. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Everybody have a good uh, good Halloween. Be safe, and I'll be looking out for the next show. Yes, right. sir. See you. Go have some fun. See you, brother. All right, bye. 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 See you, bye. Yeah, Man, that poor guy, his, that sucks. You've been there. Oh, yeah. My, You're Mr. Backy Backerson as well. Yeah, sometimes it works, and uh, when it doesn't, it's not fun. We all can't be just fit as a fiddle like Slick over there on the other side of the glass. You know, Mr. I run 5,000 miles a day. Whoa, whoa. It's 5,001. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Let me just one-up you there. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to get on your cornflakes, if you know what I'm saying. I don't know if I want to jump into this story right no, now. Okay. We're gonna, no, but before we go, yeah, I, we were talking about earlier this morning, and I wanted to bring this up, about the monster fish and, the, and these big records. This guy out. It's been a record year. Uh, it's been a record year for a lot of different people doing a lot of different, you know, between the fishing and the hunting. You know, with the twelve point and then that big elk. Well, you know why? I told you because COVID has put more people on the water. There's been more fishermen out than any other time, and guys getting out of the woods because that was the only thing that was deemed safe. You know, you could go fish, you could go out in the woods, go out in the boat, and you weren't, you know, uh, dying of COVID. Well, I'll tell you what. I want to go to Michigan and go get myself a forty-seven point eight six pound salmon. 47 inches long. Why you got to go all the way to Michigan for that? For a salmon? Okay. Oh, you're not going to get it in North Florida? You got them in Publix. <laughs> that's that's crap salmon, dude. <laughs> that's all the pink salmon, not the real gray it salmon. It could be like a wild caught. You know, 47 just... pounds salmon, dude. That's a giant fish. I don't, I don't. I don't equate the two. I don't think of Michigan and think of salmon. I guess maybe I, uh, that's why I stopped and saw the story because I I'm thinking Alaska. I'm thinking you know Colorado, uh, not not Michigan. We've got to have somebody listening that's from Michigan that needs to explain this to me. 
How? Are, I mean, am I? Is it? They come from the Atlantic. I don't know where they I, go. I, I'm assuming it does. I, I don't know either. It was kind of. That's why I stopped and I looked at it and I kind of went through it. I'm like, all right. If you're from Michigan, call the show and educate us on how salmon are located in Michigan somehow. Relocation. Got to give them the number. You can't just tell them to call in. 888-404-1010. 888-404-1010. That's triple eight. 404 <laughs> If you're from Michigan and you know about fishing, call the show. I want to know. How are you catching uh, salmon in Michigan? Restocking program. Be like saying, I went out there and I caught me some armadillo fish out there in uh, Ohio. I don't have no idea. All right, taking a break. It is the Big Wild Outdoors. We'll be right back. Well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. It had a one long horn and one big eye. Ah! I commenced to shake him and I said, Ooh-wee. It looks like a purple people leader to me. It was a one eyed, one horn flying purple people leader. For the love of Pete. <laughs> we were talking about Michigan, not Minnesota. <laughs> You're not nice to me. I'll turn it back up and play it on loop for the next I haven't heard this in so long. Don't you remember the, you know, uh, the Vikings? You know, they used to be the Purple People Eaters. Remember that? <laughs> we were we were talking about Michigan before the break. And we weren't talking about uh, Minnehaha. Minnehaha. You know, going back to the whole Michigan thing, you know, we're talking trail cams and talking records. They're starting to spot more and more mountain lions. And up there in uh, yeah, in uh, what Michigan? Yes, sir. Maybe there'll be some that'll move up into Pennsylvania. That way they'll get the nit. I told Bill George this. I said maybe you guys will get the Nittany Lions back out, <laughs> out there in Dixon County because uh, that way you know that uh, you know because they killed them off back in like eighteen whatever the heck it was nineteen or whatever, and then uh, that way uh, you know maybe they can get them back. Alan's on the phone says he wanted to talk about Michigan fishing. Do you know about it? Alan, yes, sir. Alan, help me, help me with the yes, Michigan, help me with the Michigan fishing. Well, I'm, not, you know, I'm not a Michigan native, but I spent uh, ten years in Wisconsin, just on the other side of Lake Michigan, and uh, yeah, the salmon fishery is incredible. They got uh, all four types. You know, the Lake Michigan, even in the summer, is only, you know, gets into the high fifties, low sixties. I mean, they'll turn your lips blue. I get when my camp, my company comes down from from Wisconsin. They jump in my pool in February like it ain't nothing. Yeah, crazy people. But, uh, yeah, but uh, and I guess in the '60s they had some sort of bait fish or something that was getting out of control and uh, owl wife or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, they they introduced them and they just exploded, kind of like tilapia or you know whatever down here. Oh, so and, they uh, so they didn't make it naturally through the streams well, and rivers. The, well, some of them did. Some of the uh, you know like. Uh, uh, the St. Lawrence River and stuff. A lot of the stuff is connected to Lake Huron, and, and they, they made, but most of it is introduced in this in a, in a mid mid to late sixties, I guess, mm-hmm. and it just blew up. And it, it's a great fishery. You just uh, you troll for them, and like I said, you get those big 40, 50 pounders, especially the cohos and the chinook. And uh, yeah, they're it's it's phenomenal. Well, you know, I should have known that because, you know, I remember reading we did a story about how bad the salmon fisheries were getting hit by the lampreys up there. Yeah. That they were chewing them up and all that stuff, but I just mine was I, I knew that story. I knew about the salmon that were in there, but I didn't know. I thought maybe they got there from the Atlantic. I didn't know they were introduced into the 
Great Lakes? Well, so some of them did occur naturally, but most of them were just introduced and they just took off. Yeah. No, that's that's okay. I understand. I always I always picture yeah. them as being a river or a stream fish. That's kind of what I thought too. So I'm so glad you called. Well, man. they they were they were originally I think introduced into like the Platte River and stuff up in northern Michigan, and uh, they just you know came out down to the lake and found a good food source and went crazy. And now it's just you know it's a good, a good commercial fishery. It's you know it's money in the bank and a lot of species like it like wisconsin was completely depleted of turkeys until the 70s and that's they brought right turkeys in from from missouri and i tell you the turkey hunting there is phenomenal same, as well. th- same thing happened in tennessee i remember steve telling me you know when he was a kid growing up you never saw a turkey and now they did yeah. the, the national wild turkey federation you know did the reintroduction and now there's just turkeys blown up all over the place so uh i i, I gotta ask you because now you got my curiosity peaked you said the platte river yeah, the P-L-A-T-T-E, the right. Platte River, and there's another river, the Little Bear River, I think, is another one. No, but and, uh, my, my point was is that now I have to go check it, because is it the same Platte River that runs down through Wyoming that's considered to be the North Platte River? No, I don't think it's the same river, no, I don't. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, hey, it could be wrong. I, I mean, I, I, hey, the Mississippi... Mississippi starts in Minnesota, so that's right. Uh, people don't. A lot of people don't realize that. They, they, I have actually been to it. It starts as a little trickle coming out of the ground that you could step over. Yeah, I mean, people don't realize. They think it just runs along Louisiana and it starts somewhere in Arkansas. <laughs> well, here, here's the great part. Now I don't have to go to Alaska to go salmon fishing. I can just go to Michigan. But that's it's totally phenomenal. It's just uh, you can do a four or or a six hour charter, and you you know, pick up uh, and lake trout too. You pick up lake trout. Big lake trout. I'm 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 down for that. That uh, sounds really good. I've eaten trout. Yeah. I've eaten the rainbow stuff up there, but I had to go to Wisconsin to do it. Um, All right, Alan. Yeah. So, uh, what are we doing yeah. next week, there, buddy? Are we going to Michigan? What are you going to go? To Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> I actually am. I'm going to Wisconsin on the 18th for the gun opener. Ah, deer. So awesome. I'm gonna, it's a, a short, just a quick weekend. We'll probably shoot four and. <laughs> I pack him into the cooler and put him on a legion in the. How much room you got in, in that the, truck, there, the, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm fine, man. I fly. A legion flies right out of St. Pete, right into uh, Rockford, Illinois. That's and right. It costs me more to rent the car than to fly. Yeah. And they wow. give me three free bags, so I pack an empty suitcase and I put 50 pounds of meat in it and pack it home. <laughs> That's awesome. You That's know, the way to do cheese it. Cheese curds and brats and bacon and you know all the good stuff. And, now you got to remember, yeah. Bill George is not here, but he would jump all over you like a June bug, man. You got to remember, it's got to be deboned. Has to be deboned before you bring it back into. <laughs> oh Florida. yeah, absolutely. I just bring the back straps and the and the tenderloins. Yeah. I um, like are, the are, you, are you taking your junior turkey slayer with you? Junior is excited. You know, Junior has been hopped up ever since uh, two weeks ago. Bill uh, took him and I out and and. Uh, and indoctrinated Jack into the world of gator hunting, and he has been on cloud nine ever since. Awesome. And yeah, he got to let it, he got to do it all, man. He got to work the rod, he got to harpoon it, and then he got to bang stick it. And he's got video, and and he's like, he's man, he's just all of his. He's got the bragging rights of uh, countryside high school freshman right now. <laughs> That's very good. That's nice. Oh, by the way, our JV team beat the hell out of countryside. So good luck. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving right along. Yeah, I just had to throw that out there. You know, it's kind of like uh, my boy, uh, one of my guides that's down in Gulfport. He goes, hey, man, when do they play uh, the Pirates down here? I go, already did, already beat them, moving on. He's like, no way. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's talking about those wins, but he's not talking about those whoopings they just took uh, not that long ago. The last game, yeah, against Was it like 54? Yeah, no, it's so uh 
it's so hard nowadays with the way kid uh, parents can move their kids around and put them in the programs. But you know, the old days, you just your district was your district, and you got what you got. And and now it's it's like it's recruiting. You know, yeah. it really is. I uh, when I uh, when I was uh, when I left uh, Northeast and went over to my new school, it was uh, <clears throat> during the season, and I was already on the team at Northeast. And then when I moved over and tried to play over there, I was there you know, six practices in, all the other stuff and everything else, and I'm in the locker room. I got my pads, everything on, and the coach walks in and goes, uh, Braden, uh, you can't play. And I was like, what do you mean I can't play? And he goes, uh, according to the high school rules, you left during uh, this, and that would be considered recruitment, and that's against the law or against the rules. So I could not play. And you did understand that as a kid. You are just mad you couldn't play. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I, I wasn't recruited to go over to the school. I, I left because Mr. Dixon escorted me off the property. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But uh, anyway, well, good luck. You'll either change schools or join the Navy, huh? Oh, well, yeah, the Navy, that would have been nice. Admiral Farragut. <laughs> go down the road. Admiral Farragut, they got a good football team. They got a great football team, actually. But anyway, good luck on the 18th, and uh, send us some pictures. We want to see dead stuff in snow. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go for the dead stuff. I don't need the snow. What time are you coming back from the airport? Because I'll help you carry that big old bag of meat. Yeah, sure, and he'll run away with it. <laughs> That's what's great is all those Allegiant flights are direct, so even if your yep. stuff sits on the tarmac in, in Wisconsin for three hours, it's going to be more frozen than when you got to the airport. That's awesome. <laughs> well, good luck out there, Alan. You and the kids, everybody have a great and safe trip, man, and uh, come back and uh, bring us lots of pictures. We want to see pictures, pictures, pictures. Will do, boys. All, All right. right, buddy. Thanks. If, if you want to whet your appetite and make yourself miserable, go to BigAndWild.com and check out the live cam and see some of the Diaz that uh, walk up to there. They're killing me. Although they got them big monsters up there in Wisconsin, too. Big-bodied suckers, man. They are just huge. It is so cool he called in, man. I did not realize, like you were saying, I did not realize that they restocked them like that. I honestly thought they swam in. I did, too. I'm, I'm an idiot just like you are. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> like, just, it got both, quiet. Slick, we, don't even go on the mic. We both thought, we both thought the same thing. Yeah. You know what? Speaking of Wisconsin, I just remembered my cousin Rusty up there, he got a bear tag this year. Oh, really? He you got a bear tag. our cousin Rusty. Yes, because he owes me some bear meat. You remember, he's the one who That's uh, right. sent, uh, you know, when Bill George sent the jar, got the jar of uh, the deer uh, yes. canned stuff. They say they do it up there, and he said, I'll candy some bear and can send it down Can we go to break to so we can call our cousin? No, I mean, uh, we'll uh, have to see what it is. We're almost there. Just keep going. You guys got a little bit of time before we go to break. I, wanna, I want some. God, I, bear meat would be great. <clears throat> the jar stuff, you know, me and Barrett jumped right in on it, and it was not too bad, and we put it in uh, spaghetti sauce and had a great time with it. My daughter, on the other hand, no way. Wouldn't have No it. way. Once she saw it and looked at it, she was like, oh, Dad, I can't eat that. So you just don't like show them, don't, don't let them smell it, and don't let them see it. Make them eat just it eat. first and then tell them. That's the trick. Well, even when I put it into the spaghetti sauce and made it a big old batch of it stuff, in her mind, it was the, you know, the diarrhea in a jar that went into there. There was no way she was eating it. <laughs> she was like, I, Dad, I can't. I'm like, I'm like, honey, it's, it tastes great. It's fine. Look. And she's like, I don't, I don't want I'm like, you know the rules. You don't have to eat it, but you at least have to try it. Yeah, I learned a long time rules. ago. You just try something. If you don't like it, you can always spit it That's out. That's what I always told her. My I rule mean, of my rule of thumb is, is just don't tell me what it is. Let me make my own assumption of it first. If I don't like it, I don't like it. But don't tell me what it is before I eat it. Well, you know, I think I ruined my children because I, you know, I got them uh, early on. You know, 
every kind of thing. I mean, you can think of German, uh, Vietnamese, Korean. I mean, you, you know, any re- Indian, uh, whatever. We're we're there and we're trying it. And it's so funny because I have them so spoiled that when we go to an English pub or an Irish restaurant, it's like, this food is so bland. I got kids. Good, I don't this, this stew. You guys have any hot sauce? Oh, I mean, you're the like, hot sauce, man. You're it's like my children. Now it's it's I've spoiled them. Well, even I, Mark Zuckerberg likes barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce is good, but like my daughter, like it's just mashed potatoes and sausage. It's just bangers and mash. It doesn't even taste. But your like, your little girl eats some squirrels and gravy and uh, I see with hot sauce. With hot sauce. Yeah. Got to take a break. Hour number two is going to be gun-filled and horror-filled. So, uh, I mean, hour number three coming up, so don't miss it. It's going to be uh, spectacular. We'll be right back.